Hello, and welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. Together, we share ideas to grow stronger, healthier families that are both inside and outside the box. If you like the show, be sure to follow Christina on Facebook. And please leave us a like, a review, and a comment on your favorite podcast platform. Today, I have the privilege of introducing Kimberly Ramage. Kimberly is bringing joy to fitness is what she desires most for women. Oh, let's see. When you have fun and enjoy your fitness routine, you will make it a lifestyle for an, an amazing, healthy you. Her education includes a Bachelor of Science in Exercise Science, a Master of Science, and a Doctorate in Physical Therapy. She also has many certifications from CrossFit to high-intensity interval training working with women from teenagers to women in their 70s. She's also a certified nutrition coach, mindset coach, and she uses these in videos and with her coaching. She is, it's all about being the best version of, version of you. She loves helping women through her channel and her coaching program to get the results they desire, feeling great in their own skin and to be the best versions of themselves. Welcome, Kimberly. Your, your bio and your passions <laughs> kind of line up exactly with what we are doing trying to help families become the best best version of the family that they can be so welcome thank you for being here and yeah welcome welcome tell us a little bit about awesome. how did you get started in in the fitness and the exercise and the nutrition why that, this passion when did that start so I have always been I was an athlete in high school and in college and I also um loved the body, the human body. And so got into physical therapy, loved doing that, loved working with, I worked a lot with in the orthopedic setting, but I also worked in the pediatric setting. So kids are much more fun to play with. <laughs> Adults co complain and kids want to have fun. So I really enjoyed all the different avenues of that. And through the time, sometimes that can get wearing um, in the system, the insurance, what it covers, what it doesn't cover. And I've always just enjoyed being fit. I really found joy uh, making sure my body was up to the, the task of motherhood and all the tasks that I was doing. And I always found a way to work out at home when my kids were little, because I was working full time. I didn't have a lot of time and I wanted to make sure I got my fitness in and I didn't want to put them back in daycare. I didn't want to miss an opportunity. So I found ways to work out at home so I could do it during nap time or before they got up or in case there was something going on, I felt like I wasn't missing out. Well, come COVID time, I was, I was been doing this and I've heard so many women talking about, well, I just don't have time and I can't get to the gym. And I was like, I can do this. And so I had already coached um, through our CrossFit gym before, and I had done different things. And I thought, oh, I'll just do a channel so that people can have free access to a way to work out. And my whole point was, hey, make sure you always find ways to, to take the burdens away, to take the obstacles away. So whether or not it's to fill in the gaps when you can't get to the gym, whether or not it's to help you win you're traveling, or maybe you just need somebody to help you walk through a, a program to get the results you're wanting. I'm a, I'm a fitness instructor, but I also know the human body very well and how to manage it to make sure you're risk-free and that you age well too, with what you're doing to make sure it's really functional, not just I'm getting work results, but I'm also getting like, I'm going to have a longevity and a nice, strong body to do all the things I need to do. And then of course you got to have fun doing it or you're not going to show up tomorrow. So I'm always having fun with it. 
mixing it up. It's never the same. That way we can always enjoy it and be ready for the next day. So that's kind of my passion. And I've also turned into coaching people personally. So I love just helping women who are like, okay, I've been doing maybe your channel, but I need extra help. I need nutritional help. I need some ways to like make this dialed in for me. And that's my joy because I want people to be the best version of themselves. That's like, like it gives me just energy to do that and help them find ways. Like, let's see what we can do. How can we tweak this a little bit? And how can we always make it into a lifestyle? It's never a diet. It's how can we make this a lifestyle? And I'm always teaching people like with nutrition, Hey, we're going to teach you how to eat that. You're not making a separate meal for your kids. You're going to be able to do this with the same meal that your kid's having. Like we're not making two meals. None of that. We don't have time for that. Right. And we're going to do a workout. It's going to be easy. It's going to be during their nap time, or maybe they're hanging out with you. We're going to make this work. We're going to make you fit in. That's the whole way. And that's how you make it a lifestyle so that you're doing it, not just today and tomorrow, but 10 months from now and 10 years from now. And you have that nice, strong, healthy body. And you're the best version of yourself, which means you're the best mom and spouse and, you know, educator, whatever that is that you're doing, you're the best version. Yes. And yes. And yes. And yes. And And, you know, one of the things you said in there that kept catching my, my ear was, was doing it at nap time. Children between zero and seven years old, their their brains are always in theta state. So they're in a hypnosis state and they learn from their environment. So instead of necessarily working out while your kids are asleep, if you want healthier kids, make Mm -hmm. that part of their daily routine of working out with mom so that they see Mm -hmm. that mom does it as an adult. That's not just something kids do at recess or playtime, make that connection and, and build a lifetime habit from hypnotizing them from that (laughs) zero to seven year old age where it just becomes part of life. That's just how it goes. It, it, it's not like once you get older, you have to force yourself to do it. If, if you absolutely process right from the start. Yeah. There's actually research behind that, that shows there is research to the health of the child and their longevity of fitness and health based off of what the mother is doing. So it is a scene thing. So sometimes I would do it when they're sleeping, but I had it all out. And then a lot of times they would come in and they would see me other times. Cause sometimes it's like, Oh, I can get concentrated work at times. You know, otherwise I was doing pushups with them on my back and that didn't always work well, but that's sometimes how it happened. Right. Or I'm doing a plank and you can crawl underneath me. It's all good. But you know, that they knew like mom does this and they saw that they see that dad does this. This is an important part of their, their day. And, you know, and so even if you, if you find, okay, I want to do it sometimes when they're sleeping, have the equipment out, have the stuff out. They know what you're doing. And then other times do it with them, right? It's all part of the family dynamic of understanding. This is what, this is what life looks like. This is part of life. You eat at the table, you work out, you know, you're doing things for your mind and your body for sure. Absolutely. And part of Vibram Family Education's message is exactly that. Do life as a family, work together, grow together, develop together. And the more our kids see of all of these beautiful, great examples of life and work and fitness, the better they're going to be and the less they have to deal with and heal when they get older, right? So let's keep them healthy when they're little. Yeah, part of of our intro when we talk about the in the box, the out of the box, Mm -hmm. 
it's so that whole exercise and with the family and with the kids that that whole thinking is now out of the box it's not something that's part mm -hmm. normally of society or taught in society so as a teacher for 27 years that didn't come up in the classroom mm -hmm. nutrition and health was just like this really minor it's the one unit thing. a year that i had to like teach right that, that was just kind of like yeah. in there and, yes. and so kids don't get it and then they grow up and then they have kids of their own and then their and their kids don't get it so the out of the box thinking is this nutrition and healthy way of moving and healthy living so getting that message out how how do you help get that message out and and what do you work with so that's one of the things i really cringed with public education um was some of the like oh, well, they're really behind in reading. So we're taking away recess. And I was like, no, we're going to get worse results with reading. If we take away the recess, the children need that play. It is part of the development and it's development of reading and writing skills. It's also that there's only so much concentration they can do. They need that energy expenditure, all of that. So um, I worked a lot in the classrooms with um, teachers and I would teach them. Um, I had a great OT that I also worked with and we did a lot of activities teaching them that they want to do um, activities that are crossing the midline. Okay. So when we cross the midline, when we read and we write and they need that in that development where they're crossing the midline. So a lot of the, like what we would have called old school PE classes worked on that. So when you do all these animal like crawls, bear crawls and um, duck walks, and then you, um, you do crab crawls, all of these animal fun activities really help the right and the left talk to each other. When you do any activities that cross the midline, like jumping jacks, all of those things, they're actually really important for developing those reading skills that we're missing now because they've taken these things out of school. So I really press that in the school system, but then I'm pressing it a lot in the home of like, hey, have fun with your kids, have these activities. Did you know that before you did homework, if you did some crawling and you did some bear things and you did some of those animal fun things, you'd sit down and you'd have improvement in your reading and your writing and your concentration levels. And it only takes like five minutes of work. You don't have to make it a long time, but the development is there. And it's so important in those skills that we can miss. And I even teach that in my workout videos for us as parents, because we need that as we age, okay, to ward off that Alzheimer's and dementia. Guess what it is? It's working that body and crossing that midline. So do it with your kids and you're going to help age well, and they're going to develop well. And it's going to be a whole family event and you're going to get great results. Right. And, you know, Excellent. going back to the nutrition aspect of what you do also. So mm -hmm. now Alzheimer's and some of the dementia are now considered third stage diabetes, which mm -hmm. goes back into the stuff that you're putting in your body, specifically the sugars and the the starches and the and the grains, because your body's not designed to necessarily use those effectively and, and it messes with your brain. So moving to a, a a more proper nutrition as well as moving the body just makes an absolute world of difference. And if you're eating nutrition, then you're nutritionally and, and yeah. get that right. Then your body will start to want to move because mm -hmm. inflammation will go down. And it, suddenly it's like, you have this energy and it's like, what do I do? I have to do something now. And so then you become more active because you have to. 
that whole circle. Absolutely. And so I really teach really get as clean, as many as the whole foods as we can, right? It's this processed foods that are just deteriorated our brains, deteriorated our bodies and set all these metabolic disorders up. And now we're doing it more and more to these young kids and it's, it's wrecking their brains. It's not helping them develop their energy levels are low. And my kids, you know, friends would be like, man, your kids always have so much energy in a positive way. And I was like, they're eating correctly. That's why they're not eating all this processed stuff. We're having good meals. We're having good nutrition. They're having enough protein so that they can build and, and, and recover and grow. Right. And, and it's important that we're putting that in that body and that they're seeing that at a young age, my kids are real picky now. They're like, no, I need to make sure I have some of this when I pack it. Cause they're going overnight with a, you know, the high school trip or something. They're like, I need my extra protein. Cause I know we're not going to be able to find that. I want some things, you know, they they've already had that set up in their mind because of what we're teaching them and how good they feel. They don't want to feel crappy. Yeah. And when you bring this up to people, how, how much resistance do you get back? Because it, it's really weird because the, the two biggest things that you can do for your health, I mean, bar none, is, is the what you put in, the food that you put in, and the exercise and the movement you put out. So those two things are like the most important aspect of like your mental health, your physical health. A lot of it is also your emotional health because if you start putting poisons in it's going to mess with your brain and mess with your emotions so you get those two like right off the bat it's like how much resistance though do you get when you talk to people about this because i mean i get people almost like violently angry when i even mention the possibility of making a diet change um i think a lot of times they just uh they just didn't know. Most of them are like, really, that doesn't seem like what I'm hearing. Well, you have to follow what information you're getting, where the money's coming from, from the information you're getting, right? There is a lot of money behind the processed food, a lot of money. And so of course that's going to be what's out there. That's what you think. And what's surprising is when I start working with clients and they're like, I thought this was healthy. It's said on the package. <laughs> That's the package. We don't want a package. <laughs> so they can say a lot of things and it's not, and it's deceiving. And they, and so a lot of people are like, I just didn't know. And then they go and I go, well, how do I know you're right? And so a lot of times I just take them back and I say, you know, really, if you look back to like our great grandparents, they were really healthy. Their biggest issue was they didn't have things like antibiotics. And, you know, like a great water system, sewer, that is what the limiting factor was. It was when we started putting this processed food in our bodies that we really started deteriorating. They would say these things were healthy and then we were getting worse and worse and worse. And so when someone starts to think that way and they go, you're right, my great grandparents were really healthy. Well, what did they eat? Meat, potatoes. Oh, like whole foods, right? Lots and lots of meat and lots of, you know. And, and, and vegetables, right, right. None of that was bad. None of it was bad. It was things that they were growing around their whole foods, right? They weren't getting things easy and processed. So then all of a sudden they can see the value of like, you don't even have to understand the research. That makes sense to them. That's kind of what I talk about is like, let's go back and see what that looked like. And what did they do? Oh, right. We think we're really being smart right now, but we are just not in 
we've really deteriorated on that. So I'm like, we're really going back to some of those old things. Like I said, we're going back to the old school of how we did gym class. That was actually really good. And we're going back to the old school with the way we eat, ate. And that's how we were going to really fill our body with nutrition. And now we have the benefit of having a good water system and a good sewer system and antibiotics if we need it, right? Then now we, we've come there, we should be really healthy if we put all that together. <laughs> Wow. So a lot of people just don't, just don't know. And I so love it. Yeah. You bring it around to something that they can really, you know, latch onto and look at, oh, I've seen pictures of grandma and grandpa, or I remember the stories about what grandma and grandpa used to be able to do at whatever age. Right. And so you really bring it that way. Cause even though statistics are awesome, a lot of people aren't necessarily number people and they're like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's cool. But those can be manipulated or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that personal connection, right. And yeah. You know so long that their that their diet you know 50 years ago was so bad but look at what's happened to us now it's like our, our obesity rate in children is horrendous mm -hmm. it's 70 percent of the people applying to be to join the military are turned away because they can't pass the the physical test it's like we have people wanting to sign up but they aren't fit enough even coming mm -hmm. out for for basic military service, service. And, and our military wants people. So, you know, our our health of our children and and right now is is Super severely good. compromised because of mm -hmm. the, the thought processes, because of the mind virus, because of the lack of information, because of or, companies pushing all of these these healthy stuff, stuff that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And like I said, so then it gets confusing and then it's like, who do I trust? And that's why I relate it back to something that they can see and they could understand, like, let's not even talk science. Let's just look at this. Right. And then that can be like, that makes sense to me. Right. I can see that. I can relate to that. Now I don't have to go look at which article I'm deciding to trust. No, let's not even look at that. Let's just go back to what makes sense. Doesn't it make sense that the whole potato is going to be better than the potato chips? You know, like if that makes sense to people, all of a sudden they can start to see that. Um, so it's like, I don't care that the bag of potato chips says it's GMO free and gluten free and blah, blah, blah. It's the potato is what you want. Right. <laughs> it's exactly. the whole food. Is <laughs> potato. potato. And if you, and if you want to mash it, you can mash it and have mashed potatoes. And if you get a bag of mashed potatoes, the ingredients are like mashed potatoes and, and usually a whole bunch of other things. There's a couple of places where we found where it's like potatoes and salt. And so we kind of really like it when we find stuff like that. But so many of them have so have many, so many different additives and flavors and preservatives and shelf stabilizers that it actually becomes yeah. unhealthy and no longer actually. So a potato or mm -hmm. a bag of chemicals with some potatoes in it. Mm -hmm. And I teach them, if you're going to go like, so we really want to stay on the outside of the grocery store, right? That's where our meat, our produce, our dairy, that's all going to be on that outside. I said, you can go on the inside for a few things, but then take around the package. If there's a whole bunch of things you can't pronounce, you shouldn't be eating that. <laughs> I like it when I can pronounce everything that's in there, right? So that's a start. Limit what you're doing in the middle and then look at the ingredients. And so that's really helped people get past. I've really helped clients get past the idea of like, oh, this packaging looks really great. And they're throwing out these things. Yeah, turn it around. Because it said it was, you know, um, the other day we saw something and it said um, pure, you know, clean, clean bar. I turned it around and it had 
18 ingredients of things I didn't know. And I was like, that's not clean, but they said it on the outside. So someone's thinking, oh, that's a clean bar. I should have that. And it's like, nope. <laughs> exactly. So, oh my teaching God. them an education, right? Ed- educating and then teaching that with their kids. My kids now know like, yeah, I need to grab, you know, the apple rather than, you know, this junk over here. We don't even have the junk in our house. Cause I just say, you know, if you can have control at the grocery store, then you don't need to have control every time you go in the cupboard. <laughs> Let's just make it a, make it one time shot there. <laughs> when we, when I talk about my diet, I'm not on a diet. I talk about my diet and my diet is the foods that I eat. Right. Mm-hmm. And- my diet is oftentimes different than my wife and my son's diet. And so sometimes they're yeah, having inverted. food around in front of me. It It's like, that's not part of my diet, but oh, that tastes really good. And so having it near in the house can make that harder mm-hmm. to keep it out of your diet. So if you can get your whole family on the same eating mm-hmm. eating way, then it's so much more easy to control that because then then just like you said you only have to control it while you're shopping yeah. mm-hmm. not not all day long while you're at your house yeah. right right to the yeah. best of your ability there's things that my kid wants that you know because they're kids and you kind of are like but man it's so much less than it used to be because mm-hmm. we're just so knowing that that is going to be so much better for them right and then they start to look at options and then their treat is now a popcorn rather than a candy bar or something right like okay that's that's pretty good yeah you know once you once you actually get into the eating the healthy foods Mm -hmm. at first they're so they're they seem so bland because all of these all of these processed foods have so much extra flavors to make it pop to make it hot Mm -hmm. to really hit your 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 dopamine that make it think it's it's good food right Mm -hmm. When you get out of that and then you actually start eating real food and you start tasting it and then suddenly it's like this, this actually tastes really good. And then you, then you bounce out to that other stuff and then you can suddenly start tasting the chemicals and start tasting the, the over the topness of that stuff. And then you go back to this and it's like, this is sweet. This is good. This is, this is awesome. How, so when, if you can get to that place, then it's like your body will say, don't do that. Not only that, that, you know, we, we've known so much now, right? The brain and the gut really talk and communicate to each other. Obviously we know that we get nervous. Our stomach gets queasy, right? There, there's a connection there. And when we're eating all that process, it's so gunky. We don't have a nice, good communication. And a lot of times people are just caffeinating, trying to stay awake. I have so many moms, like, I'm just so tired getting them to eat more clean and really getting some variety in their fruits and vegetables really starts to clean up that gut. And it's amazing. I mean, over and over again, they're like, I don't have crashes in the afternoon. I feel like I have energy. Yes. Because now that is, and then they're realizing I'm getting through the flu season really good. Yes. Because your immune system now is up, right? It's all these benefits. Oh, I'm sleeping better. Guess what? 70% of your hormones that help you sleep are in your gut. So when we get this nice nutrition, right, we're thinking better. The cloud comes out over, we, we start to have clarity. And if it feels like that for us, you know, that's what's happening with your kids. So why wouldn't you want to do anything different for them? Give them every advantage you can, right? School's challenging. They're working their brains. Give them every advantage you can, all the energy, all the focus. Nutrition is a big key for that. 
Yep. And then yeah. once you get the nutrition right, and that leads right back into the exercise portion, because <laughs> yes, you have the energy, then you're not mm. in pain and the inflammation starts to go away. Then your exercise actually starts to build you instead of break you down. So this is what I was talking about. The one, two punch with, with nutrition and exercise being so very important. And again, most people just don't even know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, things that you mentioned all the way back at the beginning of our conversation, we hit the trap at the, um, you know, exercise and workout, you know, do it when they're sleeping or do it with them, all that kind of stuff. One thing you mentioned way back then also was how do we not get into this thing where we're cooking different meals for different people? Mom's trying to be super healthy mm-hmm. and then we're cooking different meals because kids don't like it. Can you help our families have a, a couple of tips or tricks of how to start making that transition or making it so mom isn't cooking three meals now? <laughs> right. Okay. So let's take, so um, I work specifically with women and women have these hormone fluctuations, And then as we age, all of us have a little bit of drop in hormones. Us women have a big drop in hormones. Okay. We don't process um, as effectively um, carbs as we age. Okay. The hormones are there. So it's, so we are very efficient at processing carbs and our proteins when we're younger. So our, our, our plate can look a little bit different. It's why you can kind of get away with things as an adult. We need to start changing that just a little bit. So a lot of women I'm working with is we really need to up your protein. Your protein is critical. 40% of our body is made up of protein. We need that rebuilding. We need that trans transfer. So I will say things like, okay, so we're going to do something like tacos for dinner. Okay. Everybody likes tacos. Okay. You're going to make sure you have a little extra meat on yours. And so maybe on a night we have tacos, we have taco shells, and then we have, you know, ground beef and some cheese and some lettuce, tomatoes, you know, and and then maybe we have a little bit of um, some veggies. Okay. That's going to be our meal. My kid can have like my teenagers having like five tacos. Great. (laughs) I'm having one taco and then I'm having a big side of meat with some cheese on it to get that extra protein and a little less of the carbs. I may load it up a little bit more of the veggies than he does because I need all of that. And so it still is tacos. I'm just deciding I'm not going to do those taco shells as many as he is. I'm going to do that a little, and I'm going to be a little bit heavier on the meat than he is. I'm going to make sure he gets enough protein, but he can deal with protein and be very efficient at it that I can't do at my age right now. So I'm going to up my protein and then I didn't change the meal. I didn't make anything different, right? Or we go out for pizza and I decide to have a side salad with some veggies on it. And I have one piece of pizza, which gives me some, and then I might actually see if I can load up some extra protein if possible. And then I'm not eating all this pizza. My kid can eat pizza and still burn it off and do fine. I'm having that extra salad, that veggies, it's filling me up, but I didn't change really much of what, like my plate looks a little bit different, but I didn't go and make something else, right? That's the kind of things that I teach people. It's like, you're just going to add a little bit extra veggies or, you know, and you're going to add a little bit extra meat. It might look a little bit different. You're going to have a less taco shell, but those are all foods that we eat, right? I might have a little bit less noodles with my spaghetti and a lot more meat in my sauce. Then I might have a side salad with that to get some veggies in there. My kid might have more noodles than me. That's great. He needs those carbs. He needs that, you know, but, you know, making sure they're whole grain pasta because the kids didn't know the difference. That was great, right? Those type of things. So it was the same meal, but I just, my portion size looked a little bit different. I had a little bit heavier of the meat on there. 
um, you know, maybe did an extra double meat sauce, that type of thing. Right. And my kids ended up liking that anyway. And I just portioned out, I just didn't have as many of those noodles. And I had, you know, veggies on the side with some salad, which also filled me up. And I got my veggies in and I didn't make anything extra. I love it. I love it because, you know, so many of our families, especially if they're moving to homeschooling or they're trying to build out an extracurriculum around this regular school to help give our kids what they need. They're like, oh, I can't add one more thing like changing meals too drastically or adding extra things. So that is perfect to help our families thoroughly think that through. And and it's just a few small changes. So I do things like whole grain pasta over the, okay. So yes, we're in that middle of the section, you know, a little more processed, but that we're doing that whole wheat pasta. Okay. That's very little processing, right? Getting some good carbs in there, but I'm not loading my plate used to look like this with spaghetti. And now it looks like this with spaghetti (laughs) just, but my kids love it and they can have more. That's great. Right. And then I always have, um, we, we do a lot of times a, a veggie tray. So like, um, I, I make sure I take some time on Sunday and do a little extra planning. So you cut up all these veggies and you have them ready to go in the refrigerator. I thought, this is a great, someone told me about it. I thought, this is great. I'm going to have them all set up so I can just grab if I want some veggies, you know, when it's really easy, I'll grab it. And I go in and half of it's gone. And I thought, what? Well, my teenage boys got in it. And they said, you made it look so appetizing. We ate it. And I was like, okay, I'm really excited you're eating veggies, but I was really planning on that for this week. <laughs> Oh, I just got excited. I love it, balloons. Yay. <laughs> no, that's great. But yeah, I mean, that's the other thing with kiddos is that they will, you know, go get the things that are available to them. Mm-hmm. If they don't have fresh fruits and veggies available and ready to eat, they won't necessarily go grab it. They'll try to grab the chips or whatever if you did bring them in the house. So exactly like what you were saying, chop up those extra baggies of veggies and fruit and keep them in the fridge for the kids. So Absolutely. Absolutely. If you make it easy. That's part of the reason why we get processed foods is we're trying to make it easy. If we make the real food easy, they'll grab it. They'll gravitate towards it. That's the best part. Yeah. A funny story from when I was a kid is my mom always used to make my dad bread pudding. And I always thought it looked disgusting, right? So I never ate the bread pudding, whatever else was available. And then one day it's like, there wasn't anything really available. And it's like, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll try this. And that was like the last time my dad ever got bread pudding because it was good. And I just, as soon as I saw it, it was gone mm-hmm. after that. But for years, I didn't try it just because I thought it was icky. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just so it's like, maybe that they have this, oh, vegetables are icky, but then you make it good. You make it, maybe put some sprinkles on some sign of spices that are okay on it. And suddenly mm-hmm. it starts tasting good and it's easy to get. And suddenly they're starting to want it. So mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the bread pudding is not necessarily a bad example because that's a really sweet, yummy treat. But I feel that way about vegetables now. I love to go out to my garden and and especially in the summertime and get like warm vegetables because, you know, normally they're put in the fridge. And so a nice, warm, crisp vegetable right out of the garden is just incredible. Absolutely tasty. And especially like you said, when you clean that palate out from that processed foods, those processed foods, people don't realize they're specifically designed to kick another level of taste halfway through your, your experience to hit another dopamine set to be addicted to it. Real food doesn't have that. It's, but once you get tasting it, you realize the flavors of it, the taste of it is, man, this is amazing. And then you're not as, you're not as intrigued by the other. 
I'm, I'm going to tell on you now. I was going to say, I've been, you, I've been you saw that, right? Yes. He's going to so tell on me. She, she doesn't, she never ate green stuff. So mm -hmm. for many, many years in our relationship, green was off the table. Peas, cabbage, broccoli, just, just if it was green, it didn't go on her plate. I ate my lettuce and my cucumbers. Thank you. That was a green enough. <laughs> um, I, I went on a health kick. I got really unhealthy. I had to clean everything up and I started to learn how to cook it these things so that mm -hmm. they actually tasted good. So when I first started cooking the food I had to eat, I didn't necessarily like it. So I had to find ways to cook these healthy meals that I liked. And, and now I've got her eating asparagus. I've got her, I've got her eating cabbage. I've got her eating Brussels sprouts and that's like the worst. So, yeah. yeah. So once, once we kind of clean that up and got a lot of those, those extra things out, then yeah. Even, even she even started eating, eating green yeah. so so i was a picky eater my kids are a little bit of picky eater because of that but learning from a lot of feeding experts that i've worked with over the years in education that it's about exposure so if we can get our kids to be exposed to 12 to 15 times now it doesn't mean they're eating it it means it's on their plate it means it's around it right we will build a tolerance to actually liking it and, and trying it and building that up. Most of us as parents are like, after a couple of times of the fit, you, you, you quit, you quit before you get to that experience. So if you can have it on the table, then get it onto the plate and have that experience, that exposure they will get at over time. And so I have built knowing that I've worked on some of the things I don't like. I never liked blueberries. And I know how rich they are in antioxidants, but I just don't like them. And so I started just exposing myself to them. Like, okay, I'm going to put them in. And I started putting them in my yogurt where I didn't taste them as much, right? Getting that exposure just to get that in there in that system. And the same thing works with the kids. So don't shy away as parents because they're having a fit on something. They need that exposure. Just keep it on the table. Then it's on your plate and it's close to them. Then it's on their plate. You don't have to eat it, but we're going to put it on your plate, right? And get to 12 or 15 that seems like a it's a lot right and then that exposure will start to open that door for them instead of just you know kind of forcing it they don't like it and then it's done and you're you're battling something you didn't want to battle it's just about first starting that exposure time and then building that from there is very very powerful my, my parents were... called that the no thank you portion yes. the the one little scoop it has to be on your plate and okay, maybe eat it quick and then put something else in. But there was the no thank you portion. Oh, I don't like that. So you get a no thank you portion just say, so that it's on your plate. Kimberly, yes. We're gentle. Just expose them to it. Just have it on the table. Right. It's like, yeah, no, with our kids, it's like, here's your no thank you portion. It's just like one bite. You can do this. Yeah. Yep. yep. So it's, it's powerful. There's also things like, um, I didn't realize until I did my DNA that I'm what's called a super taster. So it makes things like my DNA that, um, like Brussels sprouts and asparagus, some of those, um, collard greens, very, very sour in my, um, taste buds. Okay. So that's one reason why I really resisted it a lot, but there are ways to so roasting it, putting some spices on it will decrease that, that, that bitter taste that it will produce to help me fathom that. But I didn't know that. So my mom, of course, just gave me it straight up and it was like, ah. but she didn't have that gene. My brother and I did, but she didn't. So she didn't know and that's okay. But just kind of having that knowledge that there are some genes where 
it, it makes it a little bit more resistance. And so finding ways to also look at textures, textures are a big thing too. So we always just think of, oh, I like this or I don't. Well, I really like spinach and broccoli raw, not cooked. It was a texture thing. And so I thought, oh, I don't like broccoli because it was always cooked. When I started realizing I liked it raw, I started adding it in. And so really giving your kid also that time of, well, let's try it different ways. Let's roast it. Let's try it raw. Let's try it with cheese sauce on it. Let's try it, you know, these different ways, because sometimes it's, we think of it as a yes or no, rather than, oh, it was a texture thing or, oh, it was a better taste that you had or and that really helped kind of open the doors of getting some ideas to, to help kids expose them and, and, and find that they really do like a lot of those things. They just have to have them in different ways. And some people don't like raw and they only like it cooked or vice versa. Right. It's a big and, deal. Yeah. And it's super important to think about those kinds of things. Cause we all know we have our different preferences, but mm-hmm. like you said, it even goes to the DNA level, you know, but there's, it doesn't mean that it's off the table completely. Like you said, switch it up. It's like when I was in the classroom all the time, right. A student might not get something the first or second time you expose them to it. You teach them about it. But then by the time we hit like experience number seven or maybe experience number 15, even all of a sudden that light bulb clicks on. It's like, oh, I understand this concept. I can do that. Yes. Math. You, know, you just have to do that gentle re-exposure to it. Yes. Love that. Yeah. And don't let your kids run the house. You know, you you choose what they eat. Don't let them mm-hmm. make the decisions in the house because you are raising your kids. And if you don't, absolutely, kids, you will be raising your grandkids. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> right? <laughs> absolutely. Could not say that more strongly. Sorry, we're coming from that, you know, almost grown up stage of kids. I know your kiddos are late, late teens, early 20s, and our kids are totally grown up. So yeah. So parents who have youngers, please think about this, right? Don't mm-hmm. always just kind of go with the flow and let your kids kind of do what they want. Set those boundaries and those parameters. Cause just like exercise, we need schedule and routine to kind of keep it going. Kids thrive in that schedule and that routine. It doesn't they do. They do. And people think that there's, oh, that lacks freedom. There's more freedom in the schedule, right? Cause they already know oh, I'm going to do that at this time. Or a mom knows that. Like I work so hard with a lot of these moms, like you control the day, the day does not control you. There are some circumstances that are going to come up, but you've got some things that you've got to have scheduled out. You've got to have some things that you have set up because it's really common for moms to put everybody else first, everything first and them last. And then they're worn out and they have nothing left for themselves. And I tell them, you know what, to be the best version of yourself, you have to take time for yourself. It's like putting on that oxygen first, right? You've got to be strong and healthy. So you have full energy and full capacity for your spouse, for your kids. You cannot do this if you do not have your full capacity. So it's not being selfish. It's being loving to yourself by making sure you're taking care of yourself and you're teaching your kids how to take care of themselves. And then you have that full capacity for them and your energy is higher. You're feeling mentally better. You're able to handle what's coming your way. And all of a sudden you find yourself that control. And, and so many of these moms are like, I actually feel more freedom now that I have a schedule than I did when everything was like "Ah," all over the place. Right. They thought that was freedom. It's like, no, it's not. It's freedom is in that, that schedule not rigid, but that, that, that 
it frees up their decision making because yes. brain can only make so many decisions a day. And if you have your big decisions scheduled out, it's like, I don't have to decide to do that. I'm doing that. Then that decision is gone. And you have that, that decision-making power to work through your process instead of having to make the decision of what you're doing. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I even tell them, get specific, say tomorrow, I'm going to work out at 6 a.m. or 10 a.m. When we specifically say the time, the location, and when we get specific like that, guess what? Our brain's like, oh, already done. They'll do it, right? It'll just do it so much better, so much better. And our kids are the same way. They actually enjoy that connects that those boundaries. And, and I love that. Yeah. And one of the things I talk about with some of the parents is that, you know, when you have a schedule and a routine, if something goes absolutely crazy, but you know, at this time, this routine's kicking in, it might be bedtime routine. It might be dinner routine, whatever. All of a sudden, everybody can take a little bit of a deep breath because they go, oh, we're in a familiar territory. We know what to do at this time because we always do it the same way when we get here. So it helps relieve that anxiety, that extra stress of something traumatic, challenging, whatever is going on with the family. Mm -hmm. I heard um, Jordan Peterson talking and giving the explanation of the importance of rules and order. And he would do with his class, he'd say, hey, let's play a game. And the, you know, the kid would go, okay. He goes, you start. And kid's going, well, I don't, I don't know what game we're doing. I don't know the rules. He's like, yeah, whatever. And the kid's like, but I don't know what to do. It's like, oh, so that's not very fun if you don't know the rules, you don't have the ideas. I mean, it just like, what a good visual there, right? Like, of course the game is stupid if you don't know what the other person doesn't know what they're doing and we don't have any rules to, to determine what the game is. That is how these kids feel, right? Like that is freedom to have those rules so they can play that game and be um, enjoy it and have an effective and fun game, right? The rules are important. And so I thought that was a really great visual to really kind of click in the importance of that and, and the freedom that we actually have in that structure, right? Love that. I'm going to steal it. You're going to hear me. Yes. Oh, I took it from Jordan Peterson. So there you go. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Oh my gosh. We have covered so much and I hope our families have really been enjoying all these nuggets, all these different things that are just really, really fitness, nutrition, how to help the family get to this and get through this and do make life better. Thank you, Kimberly. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you kind of thought, oh, I really wanted to make sure I mentioned this today? Uh, I just really, really want to push that it is valuable for you to take time for your health. Okay. That's going to be the best version for yourself. And for like, you're going to be the best wife, the best mother, the best educator. If you take time for yourself, you're also going to raise kids who understand how to do that. If you set that example, and it does not mean you have to do life completely different. It is a lifestyle. It is implemented. However, you know, with the family, right? It doesn't have to be this isolated thing that I'm just going off and doing my own thing. It can be with the family and you're not missing out, but you're still taking time for yourself. That's the whole point of being that best version for yourself and for others. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. Take those words of wisdom, everybody, and use them. Kimberly, make sure you let us know out loud right now. Of course, we're gonna put everything in the show notes as well. But how do our families get a hold of you if they want a little bit more help? How do they find you so they can work out at home through your fitness channel? Tell us what you need, need them to know to get a hold of you. Okay. So I have a fitness channel. You just um, get on YouTube at Kimberly Joy Fitness. 
So that's where you can find, I do um, new videos five days a week and um, you can find different playlists so that if you want to do a no jumping or no equipment or a travel, there's all these different playlists plus all the new ones that come out. And then I can, you can find me at KimberlyJoyFitness.com and I have information about my coaching. You can connect with me and all of those ways will, will get, get us connected and make sure you have some ways of staying healthy. I love it. Love it. Love it. This has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Thank you for all of your wisdom and all of your energy. I mean, it's really fun whenever we have a, you know, a energetic conversation, right? And the fam- the audience is really going to enjoy this as well. So yes, it was beautiful. Thank you very much for being here. Love your message. The one, two punch of, of health and movement just, or of diet and movement are just so important. And foundational beginnings and you're right at the beginning of it all so that's such an important place to be so thank you for being there thank you thank you love it all right everybody that is it for our show for today thank you for joining us thank you for finding those gold nuggets that have been sprinkled throughout the show and make sure that you follow along subscribe leave us a review help us out make sure other people get these wonderful messages all right everybody bye for now